following program is brought to you in living color on A-B-E-N. When you're ready, John, start it up. Okay. Three, two, one. Good evening, America. Oh, you got to give me a gap between one and go. You, gotta, you can't go three, two, one and go. Three, two, one. Pause. America, we're back with a new adventure club. I'm John Galbo. Uh, Guy Hutchinson's here too. I am. I'm happy how are to be here. You, how are you, sir? John Jay, you are one of my closest and dearest friends, and it's it's oh. a pleasure to talk to you. And what a lot of people may not realize is we rarely talk when we're not recording it. So we. True. Which is bad in some ways, uh, but it's good in another way that I can relive all of my conversations with you at any time. Mm. It's uh, spoken word. So, what uh, what are you up to? What's your what's the newest? It's funny. I was trying to think of what I'm up to, and I know that stuff happened between the last time we spoke well, when we had uh, the Gary Riley show yes. episode, yes, and now. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm really drawing a blank. The only That's thing I could think of is Batman and Superman. Now I know you haven't seen it. No, I've only seen the. Um... I don't go to the movies very often. And that is, uh, uh, as far as movies I would go see, that's pretty high up there, uh, except for that it's two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, if it was, because, well, because I, I have a five-year-old, and so it is very difficult. He's, he's not at the age where I can take him to a two and a half hour Batman Superman movie, mm. but even PG-13, if this movie was two hours, I would have taken him to it. It's just the... You know, it's it's too hard to take them to a movie. Like, I took them to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. And uh, the other thing is, with, like, a long movie like this, the other thing I could do, if it wasn't so long, is go to the movies to, like, a 10 o'clock show or something and check right. it out after he goes to bed. And I did that with Ninja Turtles. What I did was I went out and saw it once. Like, a, it was, like, a Friday night. And I said, all right, I'll go see it tonight, and then I'll be able to tell how – you know, uh, offensive it would be for him. And also there were like a couple moments that I thought, uh, would scare him. Like when the bad guy pulls the gun on the good guys on Megan right, Fox right. and the other guy. Um, and so I said, you know, like those moments, you know, that aren't cartoon violence that were like real violence. I know like the gunplay, you know, uh, really scares him when it's serious, right, right. but when it's phony, he loves it. He's all, he's all into it. He's all, you know, and that was the thing about Batman and Superman was it was like gritty. Yeah. That's the stuff he wouldn't like. So in two and a half hours, that'd be too much. But so I, I, you know, I was like, I can't, I don't have the energy to sit up and watch it, but I did watch, which, uh, I shared with people online is, if you went, if you go online for this movie and for lots of big popular geek movies, people will go and they'll take the trailer. Right. And then they'll take the next trailer, the teaser trailer. Then they'll take all the commercials that are on television. Then they'll take every time they put a bit of footage on Good Morning America or on, you know, Conan O'Brien. Right. And they'll take all that footage and they'll edit it together in, uh, in order. 
And so you now have like a nine minute version of this movie. Wow. And I watched it. It was like, so it's nine minutes of no repeats, like nine minutes of footage that covers from the beginning of the film till about the end and gives you a taste of everything. And so I watched that and I felt like I got the gist of it. Like I was like, I watched it actually with my son and he loved it. He was like, let's watch that again. And I was like, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, and I kind of wish as I get older and I have less and less uh, time or uh, attention. I don't know what attention spans bad or my time. Is bad. <laughs> but as I get older, I kind of wish every movie was a half hour. You know, I watched, um, and I do want to get to your take on Batman versus Superman. But right, I want right. to mention uh, Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. Have you ever seen it? I've heard of it. But I haven't seen it's, it. I like it a lot. If if you uh if you're a fan of 80s nostalgia, it's a really fun movie to watch. Uh it's a it's a really heartwarming drama and he's really good and I'm not a fan of his generally. I think he's usually overacting and and uh-huh. campy, but uh I thought he was really good and uh the the plot of the movie is he's it's the 1980s and he's applying for a competitive internship at like Dean Witter, I think. And um, he, he's a struggling, you know, down on his luck guy. And there's a lot of moments in it that I really like. There's this scene where they're with dinosaurs in the subway where they're pretending there's dinosaurs. There's a scene where he sleeps in a bathroom at the subway with his son. He, you know, lets his son sleep and he holds the door shut while somebody's trying to pound it open. There's these iconic scenes. There's a scene where he yells at the lady because the word happiness is spelled incorrectly on the wall. Hmm. And the point is that there were all these scenes that I really remembered. You know, when you think back to a movie that you saw, you know, five years ago, you can, you kind of bring up, you know, like memories of like three or four scenes, a couple lines of dialogue, and then maybe the overall look of the film, and that's it. So I was like, I want to watch that again. And I had the DVD, but I said, let me just check if it's on YouTube. And then I Googled, because, you know, everything's on YouTube now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I checked, and it's not on YouTube, but there was, you know, it said uh, the scene with the dinosaurs was there, the cave scene. So I, I said, oh, let me let me look at that one with the time machine uh, where he pretends there's a time machine. So I watched that scene, and it's like, up next, the bathroom scene. And I'm like, oh, great, I watched that. And so then it's like, it's like, <laughs> up next. the best scenes. Yes. So, like, eight minutes later, I'm like, feel like I watched enough of that movie. Now I can move on to the next film. And so, as I get older, I'm starting to appreciate the concept of, of, uh, do you remember, like, a few years ago, there was, uh, some website, maybe it was Hulu or something, that would take, like, sitcoms, and they'd make them into mini-sodes? They took, um, they, they would take, like, different strokes, they'd take an episode of different strokes and edit it down from 25 minutes to, like, 11 minutes, and mini-sodes. Interesting. Yeah, and I think what they what they found was that if you do a good editing job, you can really uh, you can go into that mini-sodes. Um, well, one of the things I've been doing the last couple of months, I, I enrolled at William Patterson University. I'm ooh, taking wait, slow, hold on. Okay, let me, let me finish this because what you're talking about is serious and important, so we need to talk about this. But mini-sodes, they're 4 minutes 36 seconds. It's an entire, there's a bunch of them on Daily Motion. I don't know where they came from, 
but uh, there I see ones here for MASH and other things. And so, yeah, they take an episode of, of Different Strokes, which would have been a half-hour sitcom played in about 25 minutes, and they condense it down to five minutes, and you see enough that by the end of the five minutes, you feel like you, you relive the entire episode. Mm. So, John Jay, furthering so, your education. Right. Tell me well, more. Well, I, I was just saying, because I'm taking a video production class, that I know a lot more about editing than I did going in, which was next to nothing. This is awesome, um, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I'm, just, like I'm proud of you. I'm. Oh. I think this is cool. Oh, it, it's been it's been the gears have been turning for quite a while. Let's put oh, it that way. Awesome. And well, keep them turning, I, man. I said, you know, I I said, let me do it now. And I'm really fascinated by this class, and it's funny because I feel like as I'm older, like I feel like I get it more. Oh, sure. And also it's something that I'm enjoying. Well, you know, our buddy Rob O'Hara has gone back to college oh. uh, to take writing classes. You should uh, you should check in with him. But he, uh, he's he been talking about it on his podcast, and he's kind of saying the same thing, is that, you know, he's able to do it better than he could have when he was younger, hmm. even though he's missing some of the the physical tools, the endurance, the other things you get when you're younger. He's wiser. Right. And I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing the younger kids who come in like two hours late and yeah. pass out. And, right, you're not as distracted as they as you would have been then. Right. And also, again, I am enjoying, you know, because it's a video production class, it's something I'm interested in. So we would like take uh, footage for like different things, and it's like, okay, now you got to take this this five minute footage and condense it into a minute and a half. And it's like, well, you got to tweak this, you got to, you know take this piece out and take that piece out. And it's funny because it, it was second nature to me using the program because of all the podcasting we've yeah, done over the years. Very good. So it, it's fascinating, but, but I understand how they can, you know, take like a, a 20, uh, what, 25 minute, uh, yeah. sitcom and condense it into 11 minutes. And it's, it's fascinating. Well, I, um, I went back and took some acting classes a right. number of years ago. Um, and I had, I really did find that for a change, I wasn't trying, like before, all I remember about any class was thinking about, oh, I, I really have to hit on that girl. That was like, <laughs> like all, every class I ever took, that was the entire goal from the moment. There was never a, let me see if I could do well in that class, this class. It was, let me see if I could do well tonight. Um, and when I went back as a as a grown up, I was like, "Ooh, there's actual learning to be done here." You know, I was like, "I think I'll actually buy the book." You know? <laughs> well, now they they I don't know if they do it everywhere, but uh, they let you rent the book. Oh, that's a good deal because that was really the books used to drive me nuts. Oh my goodness! I mean, the the book they wanted for this class was like upwards of fifty dollars, yeah. and to rent it, they're like, "Okay, you could rent it for the semester for like eighteen dollars." I'm like, "Okay, fine." Yeah, I, I took I remember I took an acting class, no, a film history class uh, when I came back to school, when I went back just to take acting and, you know, film that kind of classes. And uh, and this would have been probably it was after I was married. So it was like 2006, 2007. It was great because I got to uh, perform in a lot of stage shows, which was really the thing I wanted to do. I wanted to try. You know, I was curious about doing more stage acting and seeing how I was at it. Um, not that good, by the way, John, I. I shout at the back of the room. That's what I do. I get up on stage, and I'm like an actor from the 40s. I'm just like, why are you there? What is over there? 
Um, I have no my emotion. You're leaving. What in the, what in the world could that be? Yeah. <laughs> A doorbell. <laughs> Who's there? Uh, so, but anyway. so you're basically Vizzini from The Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly inconceivable. Uh, um, but we had this great teacher who his the t- the few things he told us. One was that at one point he was uh, in love with um, uh, Princess Grace before she was Princess Grace, right. and he uh, he could have stayed with her, but he let her go. It was one thing he told us. Second thing, I found out that somebody in the class was related to Ben Stiller, oh. and he knew Jerry Stiller like very well. Like he, the teacher, uh, I don't know how well this the kid that was related to Ben Stiller. I didn't fully grasp it, but uh, he did look like Ben Stiller. <laughs> but uh, the uh, he was like, he's talking about Jerry Stiller. He's like, 1972, me and Jerry Stiller, we were hanging out at the bar <laughs> Chelsea. One of those. But what I liked about this teacher was, we got there on the first day, and he said, uh, you know, they recommend this book, and this book is $108. And he's like, if you bought it, I'm sorry. See if you can get your money back. Here's the book I want you to get. It's five ninety nine. It's on paperback. You can get it at Barnes and Noble. And I was like, <laughs> I love this man. He's like, I don't know why they tell me to use this book. There's a million books you can get for five bucks. You can learn about film. And I was like, this is. I don't think I bought the book though. I think I copied off the person next to me. So John Jay, book, yes, Batman and Superman. Right. What's your take on it? What did you What'd you think? Give people it, it, uh, Give people it, a big review, small review, whatever you want. It's It's funny because after I got out of the movie, I tried uh, doing something that our friend Widget Walls kind of does. He does oh, these yes. called Way Homers. Right. But I did it as more of a podcast, so I tried that. And lousy iPhone. I tried tweaking something or like clipping something out, and it clipped the entire thing out. So I lost it. So then a couple of weeks ago, I recorded it again, and it's on the site, but it's not posted anywhere, Um, and I had my quote-unquote focus group try to get through all 15 minutes, and she really couldn't, because she was was busy. The lovely Colleen. Right, and and because A, she was busy, and B, she ran out of data. Is she in the same building with you right now? No. Because why hasn't she done this show? Do you want to call her? She should I, come on. I, I'd hate to. No, no, no. We won't. We won't talk. We won't do what you think, which is just sit here and talk about you. We've got topics. Well, we to could talk do that about, too. I don't right? care. No, but we could talk about topics. We got things to chat yeah, about. She, she's currently working, but I'm sure she wouldn't mind coming on in the future. She come on at some point. Just uh, it's funny because she was going to sit here. Uh, she's into all this stuff. This is why I'm asking. Oh yeah. Like my wife would hate to come on this show. She'd hate to listen to this show. You're. <laughs> Your girl will listen to 15 even, minutes even, of this Even show. to do the, the Sweetie Snyder, you know, pop oh, in, pop out. I mean, she might pop in, but she has no, she never, like, Sweetie Snyder actually listens to Drunk on Disney. Okay. Um, but uh, there's no, my wife has not, this is a true story about my wife, who is a very supportive wife. But I wrote I wrote the book Sesame Place, and you, you've read it, John. It's, it's a lot yes. of pictures. You can read it in about 20 minutes. Right. Um, it took me a little longer than that to write, but as you can read it in about 20 minutes. I gave it to her, and she flipped through it for a few minutes, and she's like, I'm so proud of you. I said, thank you. She's like, this is great. She handed it back to me, and I was like, no, 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 that's your copy. She's like, I, you know, I, I looked through it. I'm good. Oh, my. 
So I have realized that uh, she's got no interest in uh, no interest in reliving any of this stuff. You know, it's certainly like what we're doing here. Occasionally she'll, you know, like I'm in the house here, so she's a room away from me. Occasionally she'll be like, yeah, I could hear I could hear you talking on your podcast. It sounded funny. And I'm like, oh, great. You know what? You can download it tomorrow. She's like, no, no, no. I heard it. I got she's like, nah, I'm good. Um, I'm set. So she, Colleen listened to a swim cast, which um. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> She's like, oh, what's your... I started with Swimcast. I'm like, why did you start with Swimcast? <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't, I don't know why she's never listened to Adventure Club, but, I mean, I told her, you know, hey, it is an Adventure Club. We, we And I probably tell her again, hey, it is an Adventure Club. We talked about you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun show to. But but I was, uh, she was. It's Geek Chat. It's Jim Jim DeSantis's least favorite kind of podcast. <laughs> it's a hodgepodge of things. Geek Chat. He he's the one who turned me on. He's like, yeah, that podcast is just Geek Chat, and I'm like, like me and John. He's like, yeah. Dold. Let me see what Jim's doing. What is Jim up to now? What is he? Well, I got some text messages from Jim. Um, let me see. Uh, While you're saying that, I was gonna. I had a thought when you mentioned Barnes and. And you got to tell us about Batman. All right, we'll get to that. Um, But I was gonna say the last time I went to Barnes and Noble was a few weeks ago. I want to say your book was not there. (laughs) It's gone. Your book, your book has disappeared. Well, it is the off season. Sesame Place. uh, I posted today on uh, the Muppet Cast blog. I saw that. It's my uh, it's my first post of the new season. I'll be posting on uh, this blog, as well as the I Love SeaWorld blog, because SeaWorld owns Sesame Place. Right, right. And possibly, uh, I'll be hopefully doing more on Tough Pigs as well, mm-hmm. which is like the oldest Muppet site in the world. Right. Uh, but I was posting about the brand new season, so once the new season clicks around, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be renewed interest and they'll buy another copy. In, in, the, one, in the one book. <laughs> Or maybe maybe that was the plan all along. They're like, eh, it's off season. Pull the book. We'll put we'll put uh, <laughs> images of modern America from you know uh, Daisy Daisy May Zoo. That's right. From the from the the ostrich farm. All right, I'm gonna call Jim because he says he's already in bed. <laughs> call call right now. Oh no! What are you doing? I'm sleeping. <laughs> Probably awake in bed watching Mansquito or something. All right, let's leave my message. This is Jim I'll uh, I'll take care of it. Oh, I don't want to play out there. Hi, Jim. This is Batman. I just want to tell you about my new movie, Batman vs Superman. It's a very exciting movie. Jim, it's Superman. Come see uh, your movie. I hope you come see this movie. It's about a half hour too long. There's a nine-minute version online, but don't watch that. I don't get any money for that. All right. Bye, Jim. All right. Goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Jim. So, yeah, Batman and Superman, um, I enjoyed it. As you should. Yeah. I'm sure, like, the gist of it is in that nine-minute thing and I know the the thing that got me was a lot of people panned it yeah. saying it had no plot, it had no this, it had no that. It had a plot, but I mean it's it's not the thing the thing that hit 
me was when Kevin Smith said it was more or less a spectacle. Well, then you, yes, go on, because this is brilliant. I love right. what you say here. I, I had an epiphany. I was like, wow, what just happened? <laughs> I was like, when I hear the word spectacle, what, what do you think of? I think of Russell, the showcase, the showcase of the immortals, John. Yeah, WrestleMania, and you, right. you think of like Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. That's the big main event, yeah. and you got Batman versus Superman. And then in between, you got some good stuff, you got some bad stuff, and overall, you leave as though you enjoyed it. And, and that's how I felt. You know, there is there was like one thing in the movie that bothered me. Ooh. And, and I guess it's not... I think I'm, you I'm can sure, spoil it at this point. I, I think I could spoil it at this point. And those who haven't seen it probably didn't want to to begin with. Uh, there's a part where they're fighting the, the main bad guy, Doomsday. It's it's Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah. And uh, Lois Lane is, is trying to find the uh, kryptonite that Batman was going to use, and Superman threw it in this, like pit with this water and she's swimming through the water and then as they're fighting outside the whole the, the building that she's in starts falling apart and rocks coming on superman's fighting doomsday and all of a sudden he hears and he's like huh and then he's like oh my god it's lois and goes to rescue yeah it's like that that just seemed a little convenient <laughs> Well, I, I am interested. Uh, I I did see uh, the last Superman in theaters, and I really liked it. Man of Steel. I enjoyed that one. I thought it was it was pretty. I mean, it was a little over the top, but I mean, overall, it was fun. There was a lot I really really liked about it. I mean, and and it may be because if I think about it, I think the things I remember were the trailers. So maybe <laughs> that maybe, the, maybe look up the YouTube for that one. Yeah, I mean, my son was in the bus. He saw what Clark did. <laughs> I tell you, on, on the, the world's too big, Mom. Make it smaller. On the flip side, you know what I did enjoy? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the new uh, Lego Justice League movie, uh, Cosmic Clash, it's called. Mm. Jim Krieg wrote it. Oh, wow. Our good buddy Jim Krieg. Shout mm-hmm. out to Jim. That's awesome. It, I really enjoyed that. I've watched it a couple of times already. You should get it. We should get Jim back on to talk about that. Absolutely, yeah. it, it, it was it's it's really humorous, and they uh, because you've seen the Lego Movie, I assume. I have. I've seen a bunch of different they're, Lego things as well. They're they're trying now. They've made they've officially made uh, Lego Batman in the direct direct to TV uh, movies, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. They've given him like uh, Will Arnett type voice. Okay, like like the, awesome. like the voice the voice actor literally like imitates Will Arnett imitating Batman. Mm, that is awesome. And it was it was really amusing, and they're coming out with another one soon, where Batman goes on vacation. Very good. I'm looking forward to that. There is a superhero day with Batman and Superman, as well as one with the Hulk and Spider Man, mm-hmm. at the. I want to say it's either the Trenton Thunder or the Lakewood Blue Claws, but I want to say it's the Trenton Thunder. Um, but it's one of the, one of my two uh, local local sports uh, minor league baseball teams. And I went there a few years ago to the Trenton Thunder when they had Spider Man. 
Uh-huh. And let me just see if I if I can find this. So let's see. Uh, Batman and Superman at the Lakewood Blue Claws. This is going to be Sunday, the 15th of, uh, of May. And then if you want to see uh, Spider-Man and the Hulk, you've got to wait. Let's see. When are they there? Spider-Man and the Hulk. Um, hmm. Well, they're there at some point. Are they the 8th? Hold on, let me see. They'll, they'll be there a couple of months later. It's it's the gap. Yeah, that's how it works. The, yeah. It's the gap between Batman versus Superman right. and the that's Civil exactly. War movie. That's how they do it. Um, but they are there at some point. But the point is, it's the Lakewood Blue Claws, which is a, uh, it's, it's near the New Jersey shore, the beaches of New Jersey. I've heard of that place. And uh, they, minor league baseball is always fun because no one, including the players, cares who wins. So <laughs> everyone's just having – it's literally – it's the closest thing you'll find to the Harlem Globetrotters in professional sports. Um, but I went there a few years ago, and they were like, oh, Spider-Man's throwing out the first pitch. And I took my son over, and he met Spider-Man, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that guy's in good shape. You know, he looks like, you know, he's not, because, like, I've been to other places where they have Spider-Man, and that's a tough costume to pull mm-hmm. off. But this guy, he was, like, super fit. I was like, wow, look at that guy. He looks like, you know, he's all crossfit with his abs and muscles and everything under his suit. You see Spider-Man, it's more like Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I don't know Italian Spider-Man, but I do know. I want to talk to you about Japanese Spider-Man in one moment. Uh, that's actually on my agenda. Oh, um, okay, but, that works. But, so they say he's going to do the first pitch. And I was like, oh, you know, my son was all excited. He was like, it's Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, it's Spider-Man. He's like, is it the real Spider-Man? I'm like, I don't know. And then he goes to throw the first pitch. Now, I'm expecting Spider-Man to just kind of heave a low lob over the pit, over the plate, you know. Right. He does a backflip and then a forward flip and then <laughs> shoots the ball through his legs, and that ball is a perfect strike. Oh, I wow. was I was amazed at this guy. Um I, he was the real Spider-Man. I know. I turned my son. I was like, that's the real Spider-Man. That is, that is <laughs> We saw him. We saw him earlier. That is Peter Parker. That's Spider-Man. He's got spider powers. Uh, there's no way a human being could do what he just did. <laughs> um, so here's my thing, John Jay. I, yeah. I will learn from you about Italian Spider-Man. But oh, first, yes, yes, you will. I want to teach you the ways of, of Cape Television, I believe it's called, on uh, Roku. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you did mention you got a Roku recently. I, no, I got, well, I got, I did get a Roku recently, but I've had Rokus. I got Rokus, I started being into the Roku when uh, WWE Network came out. So when WWE announced that they had this network, I was like, well, I better Roku up everybody. Yeah. Got to have lots of Rokus. And so I became all about the Roku. And, and recently, I finally said, okay, goodbye, cable. Wow. Yeah. I said, I'm done. I'm out. Too much money. Yeah. My cable bill was $197 a month. I... Um, to, then I cut it down to internet only, and now it's eighty nine dollars plus taxes, so it's like ninety something a month. I'm going to cut it lower by switching eventually to FiOS, which will cut it to sixty nine plus extra, you know, whatever the yeah fees, taxes. You know. and yeah. So I'm planning on doing that, but I haven't done that yet. But 
when I cut it, here's my tips for people. Um, and some of these I do. Some of these, John, I just have heard about. And I frown upon them. So people, if they do them, do them at their own risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing you can do uh, that's great with Roku is there's tons of free stuff out there, including Cape Television, which you and I will be talking about in mere moments because it involves Spider-Man. Number two is if you have, like, a relative that, you know, that lives in your area uh, or even any area, I guess. I don't know. I haven't tried this. But um, you can get their, their login information and, like, sign in for, like, USA Network and all these. Oh, yeah. I, I had been doing that, actually. John, you didn't. You mean you thought about doing it and then you said it was bad and didn't do it, right, like me. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so yeah, so I've heard you can do that. So that's a tip for those of you that are thinking about it. That's if you're that kind of a person who would sign in on an account, maybe you invite these people over and they sign in so it's not illegal, and then they forget to log out. And then you just happen to touch the button. But anyway, um, there's there's apps for many of the cable channels. You got your uh, Roku uh, you can get your Hulu on your Roku, and then you get a lot of cool stuff. You get your Netflix, you get a lot of cool stuff, and you get Amazon if you got one of those, or if you know somebody else that'll sign you in. You got, you got, uh, cause Amazon, you know, you can invite your friends and stuff. Right. You get your free streaming. So, you got all those. And then I found, um, it was not hard to find, uh, a website that would on Monday nights, because this was the big, this was the tough one for me, John Jay. Right. It was Monday Night Raw. It was not hard to find a website where they would provide you with uh, links to daily motion videos that are listed as like Care Bears Episode 1, <laughs> The Pope Comes to New Jersey. But secretly, they are actually the full episode of Raw that started 15 minutes before, right. you know. Um, so there's all that stuff, but beyond that, John Jay, what I want to talk to you about on Roku is stuff like Cape Television. Uh-huh. Cape Television is an all superhero channel wow. on your Roku. It's original, vintage, and new, uh, uh, you know, TV, movies, and other stuff with your favorite superheroes. So if you want to watch like a vintage Batman serial, it's it's there. They have one, you know. Uh, if you want to watch um, the, well, let me pull up their up their website here. Uh, they have some cartoon stuff. They have some documentaries, which is pretty cool. Uh, is this the new RoboCop they have? Looks like they have the new RoboCop, but I don't know about that. Greatest American Hero they advertise here on their website. Uh, but what I wanted, what I got it for, it's free, by the way was uh the the Japanese Superman. Now, John, have you seen or I'm sorry, Spider-Man. Have you seen the Japanese Spider-Man? I've seen bits and pieces of it <laughs> on, on the YouTube. All right, so here's what I did. So I got a 5-year-old and he loves Spider-Man. And so the other day I was like, "Hey, uh I'm going to put on this Spider-Man." And we sit down and we turn on an episode and the plot is um that there's a rock band that sings a song about Spider-Man, and part of the song is like, shake your butt, it's Spider-Man. Look out, he's Spider-Man. We really dig that Spider-Man. Um, and so they sing their song, and they all wear their, like, San Francisco 49ers jerseys. 
And then uh, this bad guy, Dr. Monster, who's like the bad guy in Spider-Man, he um, he kidnaps them and then replaces them with lookalike robots. And they now play a song that is the same song, but it has a high pitch that only a spider could hear that would uh-huh. would impair the spider from being able to fight crime. Uh-huh. And so it, it's hurting Spider-Man's ears. Now, Spider-Man uh, does not really swing from building to building in this. He drives his car. He has right. a Spider-Man car. Doesn't he also have a motorcycle? Yes, he does. But he seems to always fight crime in his Spider-Man car, which looks like it's like it looks like a car that the Spider-Man that comes to the baseball stadium would ride in. Oh, God. And so I put this on and my son, you know, can't read. And so I just started reading it to him and he loved it. And he was like, let's watch another one. I was like, why not? And I put on another one. I just sit there for a half hour and be like, okay, so what he's saying here is I do a lot of, you know, interpreting and then some of it I'll read, but a lot of it I'll just be like, he's saying that's his brother. And he's saying, I don't agree with you. That's not my brother. You know, I just kind of, uh, sum it up, give you the, uh, give him the cliff notes. Um, and uh, he loved it. He thought it was super exciting. And it is great because Spider-Man turns into Voltron at, at one point. Right, right. It's more like the Power Rangers. It is. I think it's like from the same. I think it has some connection to the Power Rangers. Like they use the same footage or something. Maybe. Spider-Man Japan. Um it was great. It was great, John. Uh, let me just see the Power Rangers thing. So it was called Spider-Man. Um also known as Supideman. Supideman. Um, they had a giant robot named as Leopard, Leopardon. Um, they would adopt the giant robot concept into the Super Sentai series. Which was the predecessor to the Power Rangers. Which was the pre- you are right. Which is known as the source material for the Power Rangers franchise. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this was, uh, and it was an interesting show. He is not Peter Parker. There's a lot of changes. Of course. Uh, but it is, for what it is, it's awesome. Hmm. I'm in. Very I'm cool. down. So you tell me about Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> well, this is completely different. I hope he just has a big mustache and is like, hey, how about I give you a kiss, right? He, how you doing? He, he has a big mustache. Oh, of course he does. It's, it's a parody. Oh. I, I should start by saying that. It's basically these guys that I think they're American, but they have Italian names, surnames, and they're from Australia. And I first learned about them, I forget how, someone, you know what, someone told me to watch a show on Netflix called Danger Five, which is basically a spoof of, like, it starts off the first season's a spoof of, like, uh, Thunderbirds, kind of. And like a lot of the 1950s, like late 1950s, early 1960s kind of spy stuff. And the whole plot is that they're trying to kill Hitler. And eventually season two becomes where they, they go forward to the future into like the 1980s and everything's, uh, 1980s like, uh, references and what have you. But the guys who did that, they had done before this series, Danger Five. They did this parody for Italian Spider-Man. It's basically, uh, it's all in Italian. It's all um, subtitles. And it's basically this guy in, in a shirt with a spider on it. 
He's got long hair. He's got a mustache and like a bandit mask. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be Spider-Man. And he's slapping around uh, these guys for like insulting a woman. And then he punches the woman and tells her to fetch him a macchiato. It's 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 very ab- absurd, and it started off as a trailer, and then eventually they made it into like a full length uh, short film, and both of which are on YouTube. The trailer pretty much gives you the gist of everything. I mean, just they go through like different uh, genres: action, suspense. At one point, he's like swatting away. He's like in in like a jungle of some kind. He's swatting away a plastic spider while he's smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. It's it's just terribly absurd, but I mean that that that's Italian Spider Man. He's Italian. He's Italian. I like that. Well, um, so in addition to Roku, the other thing I'm big into now is uh, converting my DVDs to uh, MP4s. Oh, have you done this? I have not. I really like it because I have found um, that, I mean, you know, the older DVDs get, I've found stuff, especially with stuff that I've recorded myself, that they'll freeze up, they'll have issues. Mm. And so I like, you know, you rip them and they're right there. You're done. Mm. They're there. You've got them on your hard drive. They're convenient, you know, and it's also giving me a... um, a moment to relook at all these, you know, movies that I hadn't thought of in a long time. Right. Uh, the the Weird Al Yankovic uh, Al TV. Mm. Do you remember these? Oh yeah. Oh, you do. You're talking about the the series he had on CBS or the no. ones for MTV? The ones for MTV. Yeah. Oh no, yeah the, yeah. I I loved so these uh I would assume predate you being coherent in any way. Uh the mm. first one was 84. I'm still not coherent, so. <laughs> um, and I remember the second one that there were commercials that popped up for it. And so it started late, like I want to say like 10 o'clock. And so I remember I was allowed to stay up late enough to push record on the VCR mm-hmm. and then go to bed. And so I pushed record on the VCR and I was so nervous. I was so, I was like, oh my God, I got to push record for this very important Weird Al Yankovic broadcast. <laughs> and so I pushed record, but as I was doing it, I was, my hands were kind of shaky and I tapped. There was a series of buttons on the, the right hand side of our VCR uh-huh. that you could switch the channel with. And you could switch the channel, and so it had to be on channel three to get anything but static. You know, if you switch, and so apparently, as I was hitting the record button at some point, you know, my elbow or hand tapped that, you know, that and changed it to like channel seven. And so I remember the next morning, my dad was like, "Oh, you know what? I noticed it was on the wrong thing after about five minutes, but I changed it, rewound the tape, and and started recording." And he did. Uh, and it was not his fault, of course. He saved the right. day. That's good. But those five minutes, I missed them. And I also was thinking, why did he rewind the tape? Just just keep going. Just switch it to Channel 3 and mm. just keep going, Dad. We don't need – because we missed out on whatever whatever happened during that, that, that 10 seconds it took that thing to rewind. Right. Um, and for those of you who have never seen these – 
there's some highlights on YouTube, but the highlights, while they give you the, the absolute flavor of it, they don't do it justice. Um, what you would get is Weird Al would say he hooked up his pirate satellite and he had taken over MTV and was turning it into Al TV. Right. And then he'd show like some of his videos, but this would be a four hour broadcast. And so he'd show like four of his videos or maybe eight during four hours. But the rest of the time, they would just show kind of like all the crap that they never showed otherwise. It was like just like kind of like oddball titles and like weird, funny stuff. Right. And then he would do like these interviews, which are pretty famous. You can find oh, a yeah. lot of them on YouTube where he'll sit down with like Paul McCartney. And basically it's Weird Al recording fake re fake questions to a pre-recorded interview that Paul McCartney had given with somebody else. So right. Paul McCartney would be like, oh, you know, I really like to, you know, get up in the morning and just start playing. And Weird Al would be like, you know, okay, so take that question, answer, and he'll be like, hey, so, you know, what do you do? Do you like to, you know, I heard that you're really into playing with a child's piano, like, uh, you know, wearing a dress. And he's like, I like to get up in the morning and just stop playing. He's like, okay, like to play in a dress. You know? <laughs> <laughs> be like, that was the extent of the humor was Weird Al right, making right. celebrities look like goons. Um, and then the other thing that they would do is a lot of times he would show a video that you would think was like a normal video. And then like halfway through something weird would happen or mm-hmm. they'd cut in some weird thing. And that I always really liked where he'd talk over the entire video, which would always be <laughs> funny. Do like kind of an MST3K thing. Um and I love those. And so to me, like if you go on YouTube, you can find just the segments with, with that, that he was involved in. But to me, the joy is to watch it in its four hour format so that when something happens, you're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I was here watching a David Bowie video, you know. I love that stuff. So I've been transferring all my stuff, and I started transferring those, and I had them all on DVDs. But now transferring them to MP4s, I could line them up and say, okay, what am I missing? Let me see if I can track down the ones I'm missing. And, you know, and the ones that I have are there, you know, like that one I mentioned where I'm missing the first five minutes was I able, and I was able to find that first five minutes that I had never seen. So that's good. Uh, I dug up something else, uh, which was, I believe it was the ABC Weekend Special. Oh, boy. Uh, let me just make sure I have the right thing. Yeah, ABC Weekend Special. Um, I dug oh, wait, up, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the afternoon movie of the, of the week. The, AB, the, the, uh, yeah, the afternoon, afternoon specials, yeah, where they would be like, uh, you know, my friend is taking diet pills and it's, it's a problem or, mm. You know, right? Like, that's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these were not that. These were not serious at Are all. Are those uh, OG Read More ones? Yes, they, they, those were. OG Read More was, was from this show. Yes, indeed. Um, he was not on every episode, but yes. Uh, these were 30-minute anthology uh, TV shows for children aired Saturday mornings from 77 to 97. So they had a nice long run. Mm. Uh, starring Captain OG Read More. Um, but I watched one of them, the first one I watched. There's a handful on YouTube, including a lot of OG Read More stuff. 
But the one I watched was one I remember from when I was a kid, which was it was called All the Money in the World. Mm-hmm. And the plot of it is a little boy, uh, he, he found a leprechaun and he wished for all the money in the world. And then he gets all the money in the world and it fits all into the barn behind his house. <laughs> and uh, there's some great, great stars in this one. All the money in the world, 1983. Um, and he he gets all the money in the world. But then what he found finds is he can't give any of it away. He can't do anything with it because because if he gives it away then he doesn't have all the money in the world. Um. So it comes right back to him. So he's stuck with all the money in the world. Um, his his dad is played by Hal Williams, who is uh, an actor. Uh, he's still around. Let's see what you would know him from. 227. He's like the wrinkly old bulldog-faced guy from 227. Vaguely. Yep. Vaguely familiar. Uh, let's see. He's got a lot of credits here. Flight. He's, uh, he's the dad in Flight. So he's like, uh, what's his name's dad? Um... Denzel. Denzel's dad, I believe. Um, let's see. He was on episodes of Give Me a Break, Dukes of Hazard. He was the principal on Webster. He was in a lot of stuff. My point is he was in a lot of old shows. And so I saw him and I was like, oh, my God, I love oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. Uh, you also had Mabel King. She played this old lady who couldn't sing. Uh, and she was um, Mama from uh, What's Happening. Hmm. And um, the guy who played the president, I had I was not familiar with him until I looked him up. His name's Lee Patterson, and I don't recognize his name. But he's got a great filmography, and he was best known for the show Surfside Six. Um, he was one of the main, you know, the main hunky detectives, according to IMDb, um, which I do remember that show. Um, so anyway, uh, there's a weird little leprechaun uh, played by Dick Beals. Who has great four foot six credits? You know anybody that's four foot six can. But he he not only did he did he do a lot of little person work uh, as a little person, but he also was very famous for doing a lot. I mean, like a ridiculous amount of animated voices. Hmm. You know, he was on. Um, like if you look through it, it's like a lot of like secondary characters on shows, you know. So it's like he did characters on Garfield and Friends, Ducktales, um, The Biscuits, uh, Saturday Supercade. He but was he the voice of Pinocchio and Pinocchio's Revenge. That's, oh my God, he he was. Oh my God, did you ever see that? It's like a killer I, Pinocchio I, movie. I think I did in like the nineties. But the funny thing is, with the exception of him providing the voice of Gumby. Uh, most of the voices he did, he would be, you know, like, for example, he's on DuckTales as the voice of Superdue in the episode Superdue. So I have no idea what uh, what they're talking about. Oh, but, he know. was in one episode of Birdman as Bird Boy. Yeah, so it's like he, he did he did a lot of voices, but he didn't do... I don't know. He did like oh, he was he was Davy and Davy and Goliath. Oh well, that's a good one. That's a I mean that's a top notch credit. Hmm. But he was great. He's a leprechaun in this. Uh, his teeth were a little disturbing to me. I will say. I think we all had smaller, fuzzier TVs back then. And as I'm watching it, he's got like a lot of te- teeth going in a lot of directions. Hmm. Um, but I loved it. I, Nobody's I had, perfect, especially when you're a little guy. 
I had to look it up because I remember the barn. I did not remember that the oh. main kid was black. Like when it started, I was like, I don't think this is it because I didn't remember that. But uh, uh, unless they had two versions, they're like, here's the version we send to the honky area. <laughs> And maybe I saw that, but the I don't think quote so. quote-unquote edited version. But also, uh, besides Davian, Davian, Davian Goliath, he was the original voice of Gumby, it says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like starting in 1957. So that's his his famous voice. Yeah. Um, but I think I just may have been, uh, uh, you know, more colorblind as a kid, I guess, and just it was a kid. Who knows? The leprechaun's all I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remembered that Mabel is, King that singing. That is usually the... <laughs> The main thing you see is, like, the little person. Yeah. So, um, but what struck me about this, there were two things. One was I had remembered, the the way I was able to find it was I remembered that there was this scene where they had Dillard's, uh, which were fake funny money dollars. And I remembered this, you know, the whole thing's only 25 minutes. So this scene is, like, two minutes. So it's a significant portion. But it's where... They come up with this plan to replace all the currency with funny, funny, you know, like money from a board game. And then the leprechaun's like, if that's now money, then you get to keep it all. And he takes it. Um, but uh, I also remembered that the president went to his house. And I watched it again. And it strikes me as how funny it is when you have no budget and you have to have the president in it. Because... The, 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 there's something about the presidency that gets lost when you have zero dollars to represent it. <laughs> because, like, the president's just like a guy in a suit that sort of fits him good. There's like, uh, there's like, they have like a guy in a military outfit that introduces the president, but that's it. God. There's like no secret service. There's nothing else going on. You know, it's it's great. But I love these. I want to watch the rest of them. So now I've watched one. Uh, there's a ton of OG Readmore ones online, which I remember um, watching as a kid. So I'm in. This is my new this is my new passion, John Jay. Cool. Yeah. All the yeah, money I, in the world. You can find it on YouTube. Me, I'm, it into, on your I'm into voodoo. Oh, voodoo. V-U-D-U. Yeah, I've been into What's, that. Tell lately. me about it because well, I don't know much about it. It's digital. When you see, like, these uh, Blu-ray and DVD things where it says you can get the Blu-ray, you can get the, D- the DVD, and you can get the digital, this is one of the options ah. where, you can put, where you can put the digital copy. Like, you can have it on iTunes, or you can have it on Vudu. Oh, okay. That's cool. I like so, that. So I have, like, I have, like, a number of movies that I put on, on my Vudu account, and then I transferred it over to there's like a, a shared Agents of Geek one, so now there's like over 160 different movies. Mm. Except, except no one for some reason, no one from Agents of Geek. They're like, oh, one person goes, oh, I have uh, Star Wars, uh, the new one. Yep. I'm like, and another person goes, I have Star Wars, the new one. I'm like, well, what's the point of me getting it if someone's, yeah. you know, one of you guys is just gonna put it on the Voodoo? And no one's put it on the voodoo yet. <laughs> so it's one of those things. It's like, do I spend the money to get the movie on Blu-ray? Or do I just sit here and wait until eventually someone puts it on voodoo? Or Colleen has a, has a, bought the movie, so she has a code. Did you like uh, the new Star Wars? I enjoyed that. I really did. 
I was, um, I'm torn about it. I went and saw it, and I was like, well, that's it? Like, when it ended, I remember when they got to uh, the scene with Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then it just was, like, it was directed like- by J.J. Abrams, and I was like, get out. I was like, I expected the whole audience to just start booing and throwing things, but I was like, no, I guess everybody's okay with, well, you're all okay with coming back and paying again to see the rest of this movie. That's fine with you people. Fine. Also, they got two more movies to burn through. I so. don't, I just paid for one movie. I don't know if I'll be alive for these other two movies. I oh, want to know what happens now. I already paid. Gosh. I'm Mr. So- Dramatic. Speaking of movies that are being put out in the next, oh, I don't know, year or two or whenever the, that movie comes out, what are your thoughts on the Pete's Dragon remake? Ooh, very good. Um, I saw the trailer. Uh-huh. I am a big fan of the original Pete's Dragon. As, as am I. It is a silly, sing-along, goofball mess of a movie that's way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, saw it, kind of, it kind of does lose you. To oh, it, there. it is long. Let me, uh, just in case anybody's wondering, let's see. Pete's Dragon Runtime. Uh, it is two hours and 14 minutes long. And oh there's an extended version on oh, DVD. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I remember as a kid getting up to like, around the point where Red Buttons goes with uh, Elliot into the into the cave. Right. And, like, that's, like, where I'm, like, okay, I don't know what happened. (laughs) Yes, it is. I mean, it is a a fun movie, but after about an hour and 45 minutes of a dragon going lump, 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 (laughs) and Mickey Rooney drinking beer and falling (laughs) down, uh, and Helen Reddy singing about a lighthouse, you're like, come on, guys, what are we doing here? Let's wrap this up. So I, I can't imagine uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be singing about a lighthouse. No, that's true. So that is true. She, by the way, uh, what was the recent movie she did? Uh, Jurassic World. Yes. Um, I now find her very attractive, and I didn't think she was attractive when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And that's weird to me. Like when she first started doing movies and she was, you know, I don't know, in her early 20s. Right. I was like, that's a weird looking chick. Like Spider-Man 3? Like, even earlier, like, when like she did that movie, The 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 Village, oh, the Night Shyamalan movie. I never saw that. That was, like, the first movie I saw her in, and I was like, that's a strange-looking bird of a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now I, mean, I see even, her. Even in, like, the thing I noticed about her from between Jurassic World and also, uh, what was Terminator? She was in Salvation. Wow. Yeah. She's always got this face where she's, like, about to, like, poop herself or something like that. It's <laughs> like, oh. well, she is 35 now. And let's see when she did. So let's see when she first started. Uh, let's see when she did the village. It's also funny how scarily identical she looks to Jessica Chastain. Yeah. So she, yes. So, uh, the village was 2004. So mm-hmm. she would have been, uh, she would have been in her early twenties. And I remember being like, that's a weird looking lady. Um, and now I look at her and I think she, she looks great. So I don't know what, uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she's changed anything. Let me, let yeah, me type she- in. That's a good question. Let's did type she in. Have work done or Bryce Dallas just... How, Howard plastic 
<laughs> surgery. And then I'll try original nose will be my Okay, let's see. Go to Lifestyle Mag. Nose job, Bryce Dallas Howard's 10-year transformation gets analyzed. Let's see here. Here's Nicole Kidman, 2001 versus 2015. Here's Brooke Hogan. Oh, yeah, Brooke Hogan. Hey. God, she, she aged in 10 years. Mm. Um, here is Kristen Chenoweth. God, that girl's a forehead. <laughs> She's a fivehead. It's a sweet lady, but boy. Iggy Azalea looks to me like a lady that if she had no no um, uh, makeup on, mm-hmm. oh, mama. I, I have no idea what she even looks like. Well, she looks like adorable, and then but you look at her and you think that it looks like it's like like literally like I'm under the impression that if if she got caught in the rain, you'd be like, whoa, where did Iggy Azalea go? And then you'd look down and you'd be like, oh my god, she's going down the drain, and literally there'd be a totally different woman standing. Oh up. my, yeah, yeah, I see. Uh, I'm looking here. Bryce Dallas Howard looks like Pippi Longstocking before she looks gorgeous. <laughs> she clearly, I mean, even just looking at the side-by-side of the two pictures, she's had a ton of work done. Uh, here's what it says. Because she looks like Ron Howard in the 2004 picture. Bryce appears to have had Botox, which opened and brightened her eyes and kept her forehead smooth. Uh, in her cheeks, she filled out her cheeks to give her a beautiful facial shape. It widened her face at the cheekbones, giving her a youthful appearance. She's had a nose job. Um, her nose is thinner and the tip is more refined. And her lips are fuller, suggesting a filler. Um, I also think she's had a chin job, looking at these pictures. She, uh, but maybe it's just spreading the cheeks out makes the chin look better. But my God, you look at these two pictures and uh, she just, I mean, it is a very different, it's uh on the this is on lifeandstylemag.com. The left, I mean, she she's easy to overlook. I mean, she could be a very nice lady, mm-hmm. but uh, the woman on the right, you could not. She she whoa whoa whoa, and you crash your car and slip on a banana peel. I mean, she is. So that's why. So it's not just me. She she literally had work done. Good yes. for her. Good for her. Why not? Sure, spend spend daddy's backdraft money. Hey, he's got the money. <laughs> but literally, like in the older pictures, she looks like him him with long hair. Yeah. Um, but that's, thankfully, she has the hair. Yeah. Yes, that's right. He lost. <laughs> I did. You know, I I uh, I did a Ron Howard um, years ago when the game uh, Celebrity Deathmatch came out for PlayStation Two. Right. I remember you could make any wrestler you wanted, so I made Ron Howard. <laughs> and then that became a thing that every time I did a wrestling game where you could create your own superstar, mm-hmm. I made Ron Howard. And I'd make him skinny and bald and very pale with like a red, you know, like a, a monk's, uh, you know, the the uh, male pattern baldness. Right, right. Uh, and then I'd give him a baseball cap to wear to the ring and then take it off. <laughs> Be Ron Howard. Hey, here's something, John Jay, about video games that I wanted to mention. Uh-huh. I have noticed, and I, maybe they've gotten better about this, but I have noticed that they have yet to make, as far as I've seen, a ladder match simulator that's done right. And here's mm. why. Here's why. Because every time I've played one with a ladder match, my opponent will set up the ladder, climb up, unhook the belt. And I'm like, whoa, 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 
Rey Mysterio. Your job <laughs> is to set up that ladder in the wrong spot, climb halfway up, realize it, then put the ladder in the right spot, climb three quarters of the way up, reach up and be like, oh, I got to go up two more steps, and then start to climb up so I can knock that ladder over. You've got to give me those clues of stupidity. From, but instead, I'll be like, sets it up, he climbs right up, unhooks it, holds it up. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This is not how these matches are booked. You know, I feel the same way about the cage matches. Yeah, it's like you have to you have to wait for the meter. You have to wait for the guy to get knocked out. You gotta get climb up the cage. You gotta push the button to climb the cage, and then the meter goes up, and then you climb one rung. Then yeah. the meter goes up again, and then by the time you're like halfway up the cage, the guy gets up and knocks you down, and then he gets up and he goes over the cage. To the end. Yeah. Um, I like, there's a game, uh, that came out probably about five years ago at this point, maybe more, called Legends of WrestleMania for the Xbox, uh, one. No, Xbox 360. I love that one. It's, it's, it may be my favorite game of the past. I mean, I can't think of it with the exception of the original WrestleFest arcade game. It may be my favorite WWE game ever. Yeah. You you know who who had some good games were, uh, Legends of Wrestling. Those were fun. Those are fun. Those are fun. Those are uh, the the graphics are obviously not as good, uh, yeah. but they're a lot well, of fun. I think that was an original Xbox. Well, yeah, I have some of those for PS2. So yeah, those are those are older. Um, but here's the thing about the Legends of WrestleMania. I remember uh, one time I was talking to our friend Craig Cohen. Uh-huh. He called me at home and he was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm playing this Legends of WrestleMania game." He's like, "What What are you playing?" I was like, I'm I'm reenacting the wrestling WrestleMania match between Andre the Giant and Big John Studd. And he's like, Whoa, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, and they're in a hell in a cell. Ah. And he's like, Wow. And I'm like, and they're on top of the cell. And he goes, Did they have a helicopter drop them off up there? <laughs> and I was like, No. Big John Studd started out on top of the cell and then Andre climbed up to meet him there. <laughs> And he was like, okay, this is the most unrealistic game I've ever heard of, and I've played every Mario game. This is this is literally less realistic than a man that can jump on a mushroom and become gigantic and spit tobacco. Well, it's funny because a friend of mine, he had he's always gets the wrestling games. And I'm like, when it came out, I'm like, wow, have you tried this Legend of Zelda? He's like, oh, I don't really like it. And I'm like, what? what? It's a fun game, and I think what it is is they try to make it more like the classic. Yeah, uh, simple. Yeah, doesn't have all these different things. You know, it right. doesn't have you know move sets. And, right. It's know, it made it it dumbed it down. It made it like it feels like an arcade game. Yes. Or like one of the original, like what was it, Royal Rumble? Yeah, you. I think you're talking WrestleFest in the arcade, right? Yeah, but also uh, Genesis. They had was it Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, they had they had Royal Rumble. They had uh, Raw, and they had WrestleMania. I think were the WrestleMania. I think was for NS NES. And then Rage in the Cage for Rage in the Cage uh, for Sega CD. <laughs> oh, John Jay, me and you get along so well. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you wrap this up? Because we have we have we have to have our post post game conversation. All right then. Well, I want to. Is- this was a great. Sorry, go ahead. This was a great show. Uh, if you'd like to email us, you can go to podcasts at theacpn.com. We also have a new Google Voice telephone number. I keep forgetting. Ooh, um, yeah. I think it is. I just had it up. 
I can they yes, can call it's, the it's, they yeah. can call the drunk on Disney. Yeah, I was gonna say they can call the drunk line at one five oh seven forty drunk. Five oh seven, which is the police code for indecency, and then forty, <laughs> which is the total amount of uh ounces of malt liquor I drink, and then drunk, which is how I am after and then I'm also indecent. Oh oh jeez. Well, uh the the ACPN, the general line, uh nine one seven eight one eight ACPN. Nine one seven is New York City. Eight one eight is the zip code for California. I like that, yeah, that's good. ACPN is uh, something that we got. No, what was that thing <laughs> on? The... But then what we were posting about like the weird thing where it was like the ACPN con- conference and everything. No, no, no. Well, you did that, and then someone uh, on the Twitter it said, uh, I'll, "I'll read it off." I posted it in the Facebook group. Emerging infections are traced to existing sources. We can tackle those sources. Read more. And then he, whoever it is, like, reference UNICEF, uh, the World Health Organization, and the ACPN. <laughs> so, yeah. We are changing the world, John Jay. I suppose we are, every one adventure at a time. <laughs> but until next time, adventurers, good night. Seating announcement has been paid for by the A-E-E.